we're going to jump straight into it. But welcome back to another episode of Lift the Coast. It's been an interesting two weeks. A lot of has been on your mind because obviously you're rocking Mercedes hat. I want to start with my team though. So there's a couple of things that come to mind with Ferrari. Obviously failure. <laughs> right? It's, it's just being a Ferrari fan is, is filled with failure. Ferrari failure. F. F. Get it. It's a lot of failures. <laughs> wow. Um, I have a question to pose to you. We know Bonato is a technical genius, right? Right or wrong? I mean, yeah. He's been with the team a long time. He specifically developed great cars. Now, we can question the 2019 car feels legal or not. It was in a gray area. With the gas. 2018, 2017, he was, he was fighting with Mercedes. Lewis is just better than Seb. That would be my opinion. Mercedes had a better car. But Ferrari was like a little behind him. 2022, full money, new car, comp- competed with Red Bull, right? Is the reason why Ferrari's development is, hasn't gone as far is because Bonato's gone? Well, he's just gone this season. I feel like you don't get a true indication until probably next year. I feel like he probably still had a huge imprint um, on this car's DNA. Did he really? Because the offseason is when you make like your real adjustments. But you're already developing next year's car now. So I think you to gather a lot of develop like a lot of data and you make like you start planning it out. But the like you hear about Mercedes, the winters when they did the real development of the W14. So like I I was said it again. I thought Bonato deserved one more year, and maybe he just deserved to be the the team principal. But maybe they just made him more of the technical side and had someone actually deal with the strategy because. Bro, they've gone backwards in terms of development of the car. They're not even the second fastest car out there. I would say they're the second fastest car, but not race pace. Like what qualifying pace, they're the second fastest car. But my whole point is, is that did Ferrari react too quickly because your car doesn't even have great race pace anymore? From a race pace standpoint, um, obviously Lewis Pants passed signs. He was on the new mediums. I get it, but like Mercedes kept Ferrari at bay. No, they 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 didn't keep them at bay. They, they beat extended them. it. They, they beat ex- them. Yeah, it, like, it's not like they just extended because of position. They beat them. Like they were up four to five seconds by the end of it. Yeah. And we were, you know, last week saying Mercedes is probably the fourth best car they're, on the grid. They're really the third best car right now. And it's like, damn, Ferrari's gone backwards. They have. And that's my point to you. It's that's why there's so much panic coming out of that entire group because what the hell is going on? But what, like, everybody wants to talk about it. What about Bonato, bro? Like, he does, he developed the best engine. Ferrari's known I that. feel like they should have just had a structural alignment. That's my point, too. And I, I know, this, did Bonato deserve to be the team principal in terms of making calls? No, I agree with you. I, I'm 100%. I think he deserved one more year in his role or they need a structural alignment because. He has proven to design some of the best cars in the world. And he's been there for such a long time. Like you can't put like there's there's value in that experience. I feel like move him out of the principal role. Put him back on the strategy or technical side. Well, technical, not strategy. Yeah, not strategy. <laughs> we know that. Yeah, yeah. Put him on the technical side and, and move forward. Like Fred Vestier is coming from Alfa Romeo. I get it. It's like Ferrari parent. But like it just doesn't work. My My biggest issue is… You know, we talk. We we're running a business. We understand from our previous experience that consistency in a business matters. Having a voice of reason that's been through a bit of things. They don't always have to be the biggest shot caller, but they have. To, but having consistency matters. And I think taken away from that, hampered. Yeah, they've just eradicated. I don't know, almost what two decades. Two decades. Yeah, two Gone. decades. 
and you bring in Fred, it's just like I don't think that I don't think that the um the Fred move makes sense, man. Like in a way, I think they've gone backwards, but then, you know, you said after race 1 that principal Ferrari ain't really making decisions. Yeah, that that's my thing. And that's kind of why it is a double-edged sword for me, right? Because A, I don't think you're really making decisions like that. But losing his technical expertise, I think really is going to hurt the team long-term. I mean, so I, I don't have any facts on this. This will transition us into our next point. Red Bull has the fastest car by far. Like, it's not even close, right? So Lewis even said, you know, we had a fast car, but I don't think I've ever seen a car that fast, like compared to the rest of the grid, right? So there's a couple things that come to mind. A, Adrian Newey worked through the ground effects era. I believe, uh, don't quote me on that, but I believe he worked through the ground effects era because, you know, his age is up there. I believe he's been in F1 uh, since then. So he has some experience, I believe, here. But in reality, I'm not actually taken away from Ferrari and Mercedes anymore. I'm actually just giving so much credit to Red Bull because they their car was… If you take away… Two to three tenths away from the Red Bull, they're a competitive car technically, right? But I think Red Bull advanced their car so much. I think it's more of flowers to Red Bull than it is an indictment on the teams because they did such a good job developing their car. Yeah, if you look at, you know, they had their was it twenty twelve, thirteen. When did Seb win his? Four nine through to twenty twelve. Yeah, right. And then of course we go into the twin hybrid era. And Mercedes dominates, creates a, an incredible piece of machinery. But through the hybrid era, like Red Bull got, Red Bull got better every single year. And yeah. if you look at the last few years, obviously right through to 2021, um, the car was, the 2021 car, the way that Max drove it was impressive. Yeah. You got to give Max his flowers. Then you look at this new era and they come out with this car last year that won… How many? 17 races? I believe 17 races. 17 Checo races. Two and, Max and then you look at it this year and you're like, barring like DNF, they could win every race. Yeah. the the, the it's So you got to give them their flowers. Like this team, as much as we've been on record saying Christian Horner is a mosquito, we can't stand him. The overall team has just said, we're going to constantly push the boundaries of what's possible and be better. And they've done it. And you got to give Christian Horner credit as CEO and team principal, right? Respect him as a businessman. He's incredible in terms of what he's accomplished. Can't stand the guy. But you didn't answer my question. Are you giving more flowers to Red Bull? I'm giving them more flowers. Than you are taking away from Mercedes Because the other teams are almost like status quo, almost got complacent. And then Red Bull comes out and says, no, we're going to develop a car that Lewis Hamilton's like, I've never seen an F1 car that fast. And, and that's my thing. I think if you put the W14 against the Red Bull last year, it's probably a competitive car. That was their, that was their, their probably their, their like measuring stick, right? So my head is that, hey, we need to catch up to last year's car and then we'll have to develop to catch up to And they took another team. massive leap. And Red Bull just, just made the gap even wider. So it's like, I'm not even mad at Mercedes or Ferrari anymore because you just understand… At one point, you just have to understand how dominant a team is, right? And how good they are. Like, I want to compare this to, like, when the Warriors brought Kevin Durant. They just made that big of a leap. And everybody's playing catch-up. So, Mercedes is going to be playing catch-up. And, and it could bring us to the Mercedes right after this. But I don't re- I'm not really I mean, mad look, at dude, any, any constructor. I just, I just think Red Bull's just was that good. They're that good. Even this past weekend, watching Free Practice 3. 
cars are out there on low fuel, on softs, and then Max came out on hards and just like destroyed the times. Yeah. It's, That's not even fair, bro. The way the way Red Bull's car looks right now, just not even like Max, that car looks like it's hooked up on rails. It just hugs. When you see it out there, <laughs> bro, do you, you ever see like the driver cams of other you, drivers? You're yeah, like, they're yeah. struggling going back and forth. Red Bull is just on a line, bro. Like, do you really hear Checo and Max be like, oh, I struggled out of this corner? It's like, no, nah, man, everything is full grip, high downforce, low drag. It, they've designed a really, they've, I think that you'll look at this car in 20 years and say, is it the best F1 car ever designed in its era? Like, I, I really think that this car is that good just by watching it. Now, listen, I'm not an F1 historian. Obviously, I'm a, I love the sport. It's funny. Today, you see all the memes, or not memes, but all the posts on socials. Like, is this car on par with the W11? Um, and then there's other ones, like the greatest cars of all time. Now, this, this Red Bull is now in that debate. Because it's that good, man. And you just have to give their flowers. Um, we could talk about Checo and Max a little bit. That was very interesting. The comms. I don't think that Red Bull did anything wrong because they told Max not to worry about the fastest lap because they wanted to give it to Checo. I believe that was a calm, right? Yeah, that was a calm. And Max was like, no, no, no. Like, well, I it's important it to me. So I don't think Red Bull did anything wrong. It's really a Max thing. But but theoretically, they didn't do anything wrong, but they did. You should let both, both drivers fight it out for fastest lap. Yeah. I think Christian Horner deflected by saying that at the time they were investigating if they had the transmission issue or because both drivers had reported issues. Mm -hmm. And then once they clear that, they're like, nah, just go fight for it. Oh, was that, is that what he cleared up? That's okay. what he cleared up. But, I didn't see, I didn't see You know, that. I think, you know, yes, if you look at Checo, he's won Singapore, he's won Monaco, he's won Jeddah, like, cool. He's got this, this history, I guess, of street circuits. Will it carlate over 24, Baku? 23 races? I don't know. I would love to see a title fight between two, like Nico and Lewis. Is it going to happen? I don't think so. Hey, that's the third year together. But we saw how, like, Bahrain was so different. Yeah. I mean, it, it could be Czech will need some time to adjust to the But car. then Max, like, Max couldn't even, like, he was couldn't sick. even take anything out of that five-second gap. He struggled. I think his car, like, the reliability. I also think… The hard tires were not the best choice for anybody, but it, I don't think you could have made the time up. Not sure about that. I think between the mediums and the hards, you saw maybe a 0.2.3 time difference. And the amount of times, if you did a double pit, it didn't make sense. Like that, that's the first that came to mind. I didn't do the math. But two things that come to mind with that, right? A, he was in 14th place and he still came second, right? Yeah. B, I mean, we all know Lewis is a better driver than Nico, right? I think that's a well-given. I mean, it was his third year is when he beat Lewis in 2016 when he had some DNFs and some technical issues. Yeah. It's a third-year Checkles with Max. So let's see if history repeats itself. The six-year curse on the person that wins the first race. So let's just pray we have I some… I hope so. It would get so spicy in that camp. Even just watching Yoss like kind of so bitter that Checkles. Yeah, when, when Checkles celebrated. Like… That's just… Yoss is really… I, I, I kind of understand like Max more now. Like that's your dad. Like that's where you learn this stuff from, right? Yeah. And he's talk, He's on record talking about it. Like he had a, his childhood was pretty rough. Pretty rough. But made him a great driver. Made him millions of dollars, right? So, For sure. Uh, but there's, I, there's always going to be sacrifice with, with that. Yeah. So I, I wasn't a fan of that. Um, <laughs> Yoss is an interesting guy, man. Like just congratulate Checo, man. It's a long season. You guys work together. Yeah, he's a competitor, but it's like, like really? yeah, you're not. It just, 
it's not doing favors for anyone. I get it if if it's if we're in Abu Dhabi and it's last race of the season. Bro, even Lewis's dad showed more sportsmanship, and you yeah. guys aren't on the same team. Like, what? What are we yeah, doing? Yeah, no, it's it's crazy. It it it, it yeah, it's, it's really bad. I Yas needs to grow up. You're a grown ass man. Yas is worse than Max. Of course he is. He's bitter. He never won shit as an F1 driver. Exactly. He was Schumacher's lackey. <laughs> Yo, facts. Well, I mean, listen, it is what it is. Let's I mean, they used to vacation together. It's kind of crazy. I didn't realize that like Mick, Mick and, and Max. Max are homies. Yeah, yeah. because they, yeah, they were they were good friends, right? But you know, I mean, he sees his son as the greatest racer of all time in his eyes. And then, it's funny, like he could he was Michael's lackey, but now Max is essentially Michael Schumacher two point oh, right? Crazy. Yeah, let's get into your team. How you feeling? Oh. I said it. I think I'm on record. I said it's going to be a long year. Um, maybe it's long years. You definitely said it was going to be a long year. Uh, it's very frustrating. I don't get the strategy you put Lewis on. Um, Lewis doesn't feel connected to the car. George is obviously be- feeling better in the car. I don't know. Honestly, like… I just am ready for a disappointment every week. <laughs> That's the best way to put it. So you it. feel like a Ferrari fan. Yeah, we are in that, I guess, from race phase. What are we, third? Third best? You guys are third race third phase. Best probably team. fourth qualifying phase. Yeah. But, I mean, it was so, like, dejecting to watch Lewis, like, on the mediums. Couldn't even, like, catch up to George. So, two things on that point. Quickly on the George. Actually, not quickly. A couple things. How do you feel about, like, are you way counting down the days so you get the real W14 and, like, Imola? I don't know. Like, we've been talking about Imola, this for sorry. over a year now. Like, oh, don't worry. The car's going to get better. It's going to no, get I'm, better. I like, like, I believe you guys will be the second best car once you guys bring your full upgrade package and the real car there. Like, are you at least waiting where you guys are not I have, to I have zero expectations. I'm also just frustrated. Like, you know, when any great dynasty starts to go through some adversity, then you deal with the media run. Um, like, I dug into the Angela and Lewis thing. It was… They both decided like she wanted to move on. Like he didn't fire. He didn't say it's it was his end. They both were like she wants to move on, chase something else, and it's like oh everyone has to pit them against it. Then Toto's comments like everything is under a microscope, which it should be because that's just sports. But right now being a Mercedes, Mercedes fun, I mean right now being a Mercedes fan, I would say is not fun. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I think being a Mercedes fan, you're still in a good spot because you still have the same management. still have the modern GOAT. You have a young prodigy. I won't call him young, but Remember, you're, young prodigy. Remember, in anything, especially in sport, you're only as good as your last win. But I agree with you, but that's not, that's not my point. Things could be a lot worse. You could lose Lewis, and you could not have George. And Toto could walk away from the team. Like, at it, least it you still have some It could be a complete blow-up. But right now… This is where I think two things are going to happen. You go through this adversity, you figure it out. Yeah, or you blow That's up That's what team. champions. Or it just boils over and blows up. Okay, so here's my thing. Has Lewis got worse? No, I mean, Lewis is trying to figure out how to drive the car. Do you think Lewis has got worse? Answer my question. No. Do you think Toto has become senile? I think Toto's… Definitely, if I had to pick worse or is he the same, he's got worse. How's he got worse? 
I think he's got worse in his approach of just like he's now reacting. So I don't think that. Um, do you think George has got better or worse as George get, got better? Obviously, yeah. he's getting better. Now, this is where I disagree with you. I agree. I think Lewis is status quo. Uh, I think George has got better. I don't think. I think a lot of people have poached Mercedes employees. Oh, that's a, and, that's and, obviously facts. I mean, right? and over the years, worse. and it's going to happen to Red Bull. They're going to start to deal with it too. When you're that great for that long, people start poaching your exactly. team. Exactly. But I think he made the right changes and he's bringing back the right people. Like, you know, he's bringing back James. I, I just think James that… James who? It's not James Fowles that we're it's talking James about. James Fowles that I think it's James Allison or something. It, it's It's a guy named James. I forgot. But… He was working on Mercedes boats or something like that. They're bringing him back. He's the one that created the W11. Okay. So I think that he's making the right moves. I think that your team had such a dominant run that you put other people in place. And they probably would never really the best candidate. But it looked good because we were still winning. I don't think he's got worse. But I really do think that the next year and a half will show… Well, from this end of the year to 2024, will show what Toto and the team's made out of, right? I don't think he's got worse though. I, I I can't say that. Until there's an extended period of time. Here's the thing. F1 is about timing, right? We are everything live and die by the stopwatch, right? They made one bad decision on the direction they took the car. And now he's got to remedy that. He trusted his team as any good leader would. Right? I and, would say his commentary sounds very, as I said, reactive. Yeah. I mean, that's maybe that, that's a show that Mercedes asked him to put on. Right, like you, have you heard about how Mercedes wasn't happy with with Lewis in two thousand twenty one because he was taking a sweet time to sign the offer and yeah, all this stuff, right? So it kind of goes back and forth. Like I, I think that Toto has to answer to share like the big dogs as well. He only owns thirty three percent of the team. He has to answer the Mercedes camp, so they probably told him to like PR crisis management, and maybe that's the way they want to handle it. I think that even after Bahrain, like they put out that official letter to the fans, like. That what was, would you rather them do? Stay in silence? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, the team feels that they are backpedaling. They're in this completely reactive kind of mode right now where everything is a crisis. Which it is. They're not winning races and that's the standard. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if it's actually getting better. Because, you know, they did bring some upgrades this past week. Car didn't… Car is the same. No, the car got better. You guys weren't even competing with Ferrari last week, really. The car did get better. It's, yeah. not as, it's not where you want it, but you heard the race pace was a lot better. The tire deck wasn't that high on this yeah, race. But so. this track is completely different. Yeah. I, I, I think… I think we'll see. Australia will be the exact same So results. you're right. The, the, tire, the, the track is different. But I think the tire deck in Jadal was, is insane. I don't know. It was a one-stop race. Yes, but they also brought harder tires. Actually, no, they didn't. Yeah, you're right. Tire deck. It, 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 it depends. I mean, it depends how it depends I how mean, you look at Lewis it. Lewis finished the race on mediums. Yeah, but he had hards. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to look at the tire compound. You're right. It was 30 plus laps on the mediums. But nursing his tires, so that's why Regardless, he couldn't put it on. I just think that it didn't. There wasn't. Um, there wasn't too many crazy changes. Yeah, like, I mean, which you don't expect. But the, they yeah, said it Imola, right? Like that's where we're going to see. And that's race four. See, that's when their massive upgrades are coming, right? I'll ask you this. What did you think about George denying the orders? He didn't deny the orders. He did. 
I mean, everyone makes a big deal. Like he denied the orders. No one. Um, he, he did deny the orders. He didn't. He he said no. Like I'm behind Alonzo. That's denying team orders because they said let Lewis get on with it, and he said no. Now the context is different, but he did say no to the team order. Because he was under the impression that Fernando hadn't served his five-second penalty. Exactly. So, but then why didn't he let Lewis out right after? Because the Lewis automatically, once Lewis caught up and was, um, he had maybe a couple laps within DRS, couldn't get past George, and then his pace fell off. Exactly. So but my point was… I was, was like, if, if Lewis actually got within a realistic shot at overtaking George, George back. then that's different. Like if you look at, I, there's maybe two or three laps where down the main straight, he had DRS. He was still going into the DRS right at that like second clip. It's just not enough. Like the car doesn't have enough pace. Yeah. I, my whole point behind that whole thing was and everybody then George is extended it to five seconds after that. Yeah. Everybody was overreacting. George said no. And I think that's fair for you to say, let me show my true pace in the hearts. And then he, he extended a gap. I think people overreacted. He did say no to team orders. But I, don't, I wouldn't say he said it multiple times. Because no, you can say no. like You can be like, no, I have more back. pace. Right? Exactly. If George's pace was slower and he was saying no, it's completely different. Yeah, he, he, he proved that his pace was greater. And that's why like, you know, I saw people tweet about it. Oh, George Russell saying no. He said no one time, which you, you should be allowed to say as a driver. Be like, no, I have more pace. And then they should be, okay, you, you got two laps to prove it. Exactly. Right? And then he proved that he had more pace than Lewis in the hards, right? So it just shows you that, you know, Twitter obviously likes to blow things up. Media likes to blow things up. I really want to discuss, Lewis does not feel connected to the car because George is outpacing him on a And we have to understand, was Lewis, Lewis nursing his tires because he was on mediums for 30 laps, all those different things. But George was on a hard, harder tire compound. I believe it was C2s to C3s. Um, it's the difference is about four, four tenths a lap. He was doing the better pace than Lewis. Exactly. Right? So… We and then talked the other about this offline. It's like, and we'll find out in the race debrief, was Lewis on a different package? I think the biggest thing that we have to, like, we talked about this offline when we were at dinner on Saturday, uh, Sun, uh, Saturday, is is Lewis testing out a car? Is he doing what he did last year? And that's something that we don't know. We, we can't judge off of that, right? But my biggest thing is what I take away is that he says he feels disconnected to the car. I haven't heard George say that. Yeah, and I think Nico was elaborated a bit further saying that that means he doesn't have confidence in the car. Yeah, I mean, that you, that means the same thing. Like, if you so don't have confidence, you feel If you're lacking confidence, you can't push an F1 car. Yeah, 100%. Because you're going 290 exactly. kilometers an hour. So, I get that. It, it, you know, every driver has different styles. We see the way that Max likes to drive the car that's a little bit more rigid. So here's my thing, right? This, I think the W, I think this hybrid W13, W14 is a bad car. I just think George is better at driving bad cars now because Lewis hasn't had to do it for 10 yeah, years. Yeah, George drove a shitty Williams. Williams. I mean… And he made, he, he made shit happen with a Williams, right? So I don't want to say George is the better driver. I think George, at this point in his career… George was coming from a situation where he had to drive do, whatever was put… He had to do less. He had to do more with less. Yes. And I think that Lewis… This is the way I look at it. Lewis can do more with more and George can do less with more. I think b b back then when Lewis first came in, he could do more with less. 
But I think at this stage in his career, well, he spent the last ten years constantly car. getting more out of a high-performing vehicle. And Georgia spent the last four years, other than last year, getting a lot out of a completely different, right? Like the body gets everything is completely different. So I believe that that's why you're seeing George perform better in this car because he probably can feel more connected to a worse performing car. That would be my kind of hypothesis. I I think that it doesn't look good for Lewis though if the car becomes competitive and George beats him again. Yeah, well, I mean, if you look at last year, it was a tale of two halves. Like the first half, everyone was like, wow, George is outperforming Lewis. And then the second half of the season… Once the car was tested. But if if George is consistently beat him through this year, it doesn't look good for him. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't think it, look. I don't, from a service level, I don't think it ever looks good if George's beating him, but people who understand the sport as opposed to casuals may be able to understand why that may be the case. If but, the but, whole season goes on and George's beating him, it's not going to look good. I don't like the fact that Lewis goes on record and goes, hey, the car, if we're, sorry, if we're competing for a championship, it was a different story. Well, if you get beat by your team, you get beat by your team. I don't care if you're competing for a championship or not. I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like the fact that anybody says that. It's like, He's like, oh, well, it'd be different if we're fighting for first. No, you still shouldn't lose to your teammate. I understand testing. I'm not, I'm not giving him a hard time for testing. But at the end of the year, you should still beat your teammate. That, that is the point. You should not say, yeah, well, that's because we're not competing for a championship. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Right? I, I, that doesn't sit well with me at all. That's just using the excuse that you don't have a championship car. So you're, let, you're like, oh, well, my head's not in it. Well, no, you should be, you should be trying to beat your teammate every single time you get on the… Get on the track. Other than when you have a testing car. And I understand that's why he lost last year. But if he loses this year and that's not the case. And then he goes and says, well, it'd be different if we're competing for a championship. I'm not going to accept that answer. As I said, it's going to be a very long season. Yeah, it is a long season already. Are you bored of that one? Are you bored of these races? Because they are a little bit of a snooze fest for <sighs> casual fans. And I would say that the last race wasn't necessarily… A, I, I quite enjoyed it. Um… Well, the casual fan would call it very snooze fest. Listen, if Red Bull goes on to win every race and there's no title fight, it's going to be a snooze fest for for 90% of the fans out there. Yeah, I think there were some great battles like Hulky and Nico. Sorry, and Hulky and uh, Yuki. I think that I was really glued into like Ferrari versus Mercedes. If George should catch… Uh, Alonzo, and we'll talk about Alonzo, but there was so many things going on that I was so like drawn to in the race. I don't think I really watch for the top race anymore unless it's like blatantly in your face. There's so yeah, many Yeah, you're always looking at the middle and, and what's going on. Especially yeah. now that we're locked in on this little fantasy league. Yeah, you I guys mean, are you guys are duffs. So, you know, <laughs> you keep an eye on everything. I mean, ultimately, uh, one… If you love the sport and if you're too watching and growing into the sport, you find the beauty throughout. Yeah. And, that, and that's the bottom line. Like, uh, we haven't talked about Aston Martin and we also haven't talked about McLaren. Like, those are the two things we still have to cover on this, on this, especially this conversation, because McLaren has gone backwards over the last four years. I'm going to judge them off their big upgrade. And I think Zach Brown's on the hot seat. You're not wrong. But I think their their mechanics got it wrong, and I will. In twenty one, they finished third, right? Twenty twenty, twenty one Ferrari finished. Third. Yeah, and yes, but like twenty twenty was an outlier year because Ferrari was a shit show. For sure, they they really a fourth place team. So this year they're last. 
Yes, they are. <laughs> they are currently um, obviously uh, Alpha Tori and Williams both also have zero points, but, but they if you look finishes. at placement, they're last. Due to DNFs, yeah. I mean, I think if you take out their DNFs, everybody's DNFs, I don't think they're last, but yes, technically they're, they're last. They're last. They're not a last place performer. I feel cargo. bad for Lando. I think I that this Lando's th- an idiot. He's the one who signed long. He should have signed with Red Bull. He should he should have he should have had discussions with they Red Bull. Literally bro, you're telling me fooled he, him, bro. You're telling me he couldn't have a conversation with Mercedes when his contract extension. For sure. That's but, his fault. But McLaren Try, they fooled him. But, but but no, they didn't fool him. They said 2024 is gonna is when the real competitive cards. So he's still got one more year. But my point is, is that I mean Lando McLaren is a great team uh, long term, right? Not not just that like For sure. they, they have a legacy storied program. They they're Lewis's first team. They have a history of in, in the last 20 years being a bad team, though, right? That's just not 20 years, 15 years. That's just the reality of the situation. There's a little bit of loyalty involved. He's young. He probably wants to give McLaren a bigger shot because he first signed with them. That's fair. Um, but my biggest thing is, bro, you could have signed with Ferrari potentially. Yeah. You could have… Like, you're, imagine we could say, hey, we're going to change teams and one of my contracts expires in 2023. You could have signed with Mercedes potentially. And you could have looked at Red Bull and said, sign Checo to a one-year deal. Uh, sign Checo to a one-year deal. I will look at Red Bull. Like that, that I don't feel bad for him, bro. Like I do not. You were a fan of this team. You've obviously doubled down on Ferrari. Yeah. Um, you didn't like how they dealt with Ricardo last year. It was terrible. Year. That's a joke of an organization. You're you, you guys are they grown are, men. McLaren is bro. You can't. We tell were Danny, laughing at Haas. Like bro, I, McLaren, McLaren is the laughing stock. You can't tell Danny that you're moving on. What kind of respect is that for one of the best drivers on the grid? Or or or, or and. and me thinking about Danny, I don't think Danny's a prick. I think Danny's a class act. Yeah, he handled it with grace. You guys don't have the respect to tell Danny Ricardo that we are looking at a different driver. Because my whole thing, remember I told you, I was like, he knew, but they probably just wanted to do it for show. Well, he went on record saying he had no idea he was being cut. Well, yeah, it was completely terrible. I think this all stems from Zach. I think Zach Brown's got to go. I don't think he's on the hot seat because he brought McLaren all those dollars like, um, and he brought them back up. I think he has some value in terms of the business aspect. I think with the team principal changes, obviously Andreas leaving, all these different things, their team is in flux. Obviously, what's his name? Um, the guy from McLaren that went to Aston Martin. I forgot. Martwish or whatever. You remember yeah. when he pulled them last year? That probably has some, something to do with it. I think their team is in flux. But man, they need to get their shit together. And it's just, it's just embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And you got… Even this last race, like… I thought that Oscar and Lando were going to crash fighting for whatever place they were fighting for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's… Uh, Lando's not had, good. Lando and Oscar have had terrible luck too. Terrible. Terrible. We'll see what happens. They said they're bringing their new car at like Baku, right? Or like… Or Imola. Like a lot of people just say they're bringing their new cars at Imola. All of it, I, including I, Mercedes, is talk until there's a different result. I mean, we have to look at their first upgrades because the thing about a car is you don't really get to see what t- direction the team's going until after and Imola, And the scary right? part is like… Then what does Red, Red Bull, Bull bring to Imola? <laughs> you know, like… Yeah, that's I, I'm well part. aware of that. Red Bull is a s- different monster. Um, let's talk about Aston Martin. So, I strongly dislike the Strolls. I think that Lance Stroll <laughs> has privilege to drive an F1 car. That's true. He… Got embarrassed by Alonso. Like, let, let, let's call it a buck. Not like f- literally, but figuratively, 
He's been being embarrassed by him. I know it was wrist star thing, but Alonzo was making him look like a chump. Yeah, that's 100% expected because Lance Stroll is in F1. I would say… He, no, he deserves if a we threw, If we threw a number out of it, I mean, his life is privileged. He grew up in a very privileged setting. His dad's a billionaire. Like, he's driving because he's been afforded the resources throughout life to race. Has he done a strong enough job to earn him a seat? Sure. Does yeah. he belong on the grid? I don't know. No, he do, he belongs on a Haas or Williams car. But the reality is, I'll give when, you that. when you pair him with an Alonzo, you really see the gap. I mean, listen, I've, I've said this to you multiple times, right? And this was my argument. And I know that you're not the biggest Lance Stroll fan, but you're like, yeah, I'm on the, I, I like the Aston Martin team. He has never beaten an actual F1 team, mate, that's held the seat for more than one year. Yeah, never. He, he beat whatever his name was, Dimitri, whatever his name was, I forgot. And he, that guy's no longer on a grid. He didn't beat Checo. He, had, he had, didn't beat Vettel for two years. He definitely ain't beating Alonso. So, like, if Checo's your standard, and Checo's not even to us a world championship driver, like, he's like, I can squeeze one out maybe if things… He's like, a, he's like if everything goes right, I can squeeze one out. What is he doing on the team? Like, but my point, and this is why I'm like, he's on the grid. I should, I'd rather Danny on the grid. I'd rather Mick on the grid. Um, he's had a lot of time to prove himself. Exactly. Like, well. there are people that should have a seat in F1. Yeah, I, I would, I, I wouldn't say that he doesn't deserve a seat, but he doesn't deserve a seat on over one of the top four teams in the. He is a, a thirteen to bottom twenty. I'd driver. love to see Mick in this car. I want to see I want to see Mick take over from Lewis. That's what I want to see, but that's won't be for a while. But um, yeah, I mean, I want to give all the sh all the credit to Aston Martin. I, I I'm not eating my words because they're not a championship car yet. We all know that they might they might be a championship car if Red Bull didn't develop the car that far. Have we ever seen a car take or sorry, not a car a team take this big of a leap? Like last year, where were they? They were number seven. They were number seven, yeah. Maybe eight. Maybe eight. Yeah, they were right but there. But they've just leaped to two. I mean, Ferrari did it. Yes. <laughs> but a new team. They're not technically new. They're Force India. It's just new, new management, right? They're technically not a new team. I'm yeah. sorry. In the modern era, like, we're looking at… Ferrari. They went from, like, eight to two. Or eight to three. Uh, yeah. Same, same kind of jump, right? But… Ferrari's different. They have a lot more resources. For I sure. I would say… They're the biggest this jump… jump Regardless, it's, it's an impressive jump. It's impressive, but I mean, you have said it. I've said it. He just can't throw his money at things. Yeah, I guess he can just throw his money at everything. Listen, if you've got the um, re relentless of like, we will win and I will bear no expenses, you can get there. They're not going to win though. They are just too far behind. Um, yeah, when give you them look all at the credit. They made a big jump. They're in the second tier, which I never expected. And if you. If you're Mercedes and they're a customer team, I don't think that like, matters though. It is embarrassing. I don't think that, I don't think that matters. You you really think that matters? They're using almost all your parts. No, they're not using. I mean, they're using all their engine. Their whole and engine. a lot of parts. Yes, but their car design is so different. The car design is red. If Bull. you had the same, if you had this, well, it's not red. I mean, listen, the floors are so different. If you look for at sure, the, irrespective. But, but the point, the point is, is, they went from eight. No, no, let's, to, let's dive into this. It's not embarrassing, bro. Renault got beat by Red Bull. What are we talking about? That's embarrassing. That's not embarrassing. It's a it's a team with a better car. Like, 
I, I think if Mercedes let this happen for another two years, it's embarrassing. How about letting it happen for two races think about is this. one thing. We're talking about Bro. arguably, you know, one of the greatest, greatest teams of all time. Yeah, but we just understood that you could throw money in F1 and figure it out. With the right people. Mercedes got way more money. No, they don't. Because the salary cap. We all know that outside of the salary cap, teams' resources, pit walls, all this stuff. No, well, I mean, there's marketing. There's, like, driver salaries. I'm telling you, if we were to If we were to take the total cost per team. You're telling me Lawrence can't throw $300 million at this team. Definitely. But I I would still say that the Mercedes team could be spending close to a billion dollars. But they're not. That's with the salary cap, they can't anymore. That's my point. I think the difference between salary caps are now are the bottom teams can only spend 150 with their driver salaries and their cap. Top teams can spend closer to like 250 to 300 because of their top three paid employees. I and would, stuff. I still argue it because until I have a PL in front of me, I, I'm going to argue you, the point you that the big teams that. are spending far more money. But I think Aston Martin's in that realm, bro. You can't, you can't t- why is Aston Martin not in that realm? You explain well, to me why not. You're being financed by one person. No, you're not. You're being sp- financed by the Aston Martin group, which Lawrence Stroll bought. He only owns about like 30% of it. That is a significant chunk. Exactly, but there's still other shareholders involved. They have a lot of You got to realize okay. they're a massive no, let, automaker let's get into that it. has They have Cognizant, they have Aramco. They have they're loaded with sponsors. Let's let's let, let's if you want to dive into it, let's dive into it. They are sponsored So you're telling out. me that Mercedes doesn't have more money? Not enough game changing because of the salary cap. Not enough to change the game because of the salary cap. Listen, we're you, just speaking out of theory at this point. None the, of this. There's the no theory, basis. But the theory is you can't spend more than salary cap on car development and stuff like that. You That's can only spend more on marketing and drivers. How much more can you spend on that? $100 million? The, where I was going with this, I just think money is… I don't trust the FIA. And I don't trust the salary Well, that's a whole cap. different conversation. But that's I'm telling my you, point. But the facts are, within the salary cap, they spend, From what they we know, spend yes. the same amount of money. And, and the difference of $100 million, I think Strolovich will spend that He spent $80 million to get Lance into F1, bro. You don't think he's spending 100 on his team? Yeah, I mean, look, he… Yeah, anyways. Uh, it's crazy. By the way, I want to talk to you about this quickly. Difference in teams. It's crazy to think, like, Williams might spend… $5 million in driver's salary and Mercedes spends that in Georgia alone. Yeah. And there's a crazy gap. Like, let's not, let's not be Oh, the wage gap is crazy. I mean, if Alonso's you look, at, if you look 20. at the top teams and the bond teams, I mean, uh, one of the reasons Haas didn't even try to go after Danny was they were like, at a minimum, it's $5 million and he probably still going to say no. But I think Danny would bring you the sponsorship, but I mean, th- that's stupid about Haas though. They should have tried though. Danny brings you sponsorship, bro. What you was he th- making last year? 10? 10. No, 15, I think. 15. But here's the thing. If you want to drive an F1, give him five. You don't think he brings $5 million in sponsor? I don't think he accepts five. I think you still got to try. I, that's my point. Yeah. Because you, you said well, that they didn't remember try. The, you got to think. The teams know the landscape. You got to try, bro. And it's like… If you're going into it, be like, he pr- probably won't even accept five. And they probably knew like the sponsorship won't back that. Bro, you got to try. What do you think Red Bull's paying him? I think they're paying him 10. No, two or three. He's a reserve driver. Yeah, but remember, it was this new kind of quasi-reserve slash marketing. You ain't paying him 10. You probably paying Checo 10. But he gets to this this other side of the business. Five max, bro. We should find out. But anyways, we're we're dragging on here. 
we're where, where are we going to take it to close? Where are we going to take it to close? My last point is, who's the best team out of the bottom teams? Because there's just it's just a scuffle. Alvatore's awful. But Williams is we awful. We saw what Yuki did. McLaren looks awful. Haas doesn't even look good. Haas looks bad. I mean, uh, but, but I'm going to tell you right now. Hulkenberg is not good. But hang on. Let, let, let me pause, all right? He's a good qualifier. He's like Bati. They sure have kept me. He's like Bati. Um, are they really Alfa that? Alfa Romeo. Awful. But now, hang on, hang on. I think you're looking at two black… I mean, Alpine. What are they doing I this think year? you're looking at two… They're not even a mid-pack team. I think, you, I think you're being too, too like, harsh, right? I think that that bottom pack is gone. So I think there is one. There's gonna be. A, there's always gonna be championship, there's championship gonna be fighter. One outlier is last. No, there's always Red Bull, right? There's okay. gonna be Red Bull, Mercedes, Ferrari, Aston Martin. Now's joined that cream of the crop. Red Bull's obviously floating at the top, top. And I don't think there's a real bottom team anymore. I think all those teams are in the mid fight are just the bottom. Yeah. So they you eliminate the bottom. It's just like two groups. Yeah, I, I don't think there's a, a third. Every group. single week, it's any one of the rest of them. Yeah, because Williams is competitive with them now. For sure. I think all of them have… Comp- I think McLaren will float up to the top of that bottom group and so will Alpine. But I think like on any given day, depending on track and setup… It's like, anyone's race. They can give you a run for your money in that… Point. I agree with that. So I'm a, I don't hate them in terms of saying it's, they're all bad. I just think that maybe that's what F1 does. Yeah, like done. I don't think we're going to see a season where t- this year where a team, team scores zero. zero points. I think that what F1 has done with the new rule changes to close us out is… They have they have got rid of that bottom bottom pack. You can never get rid of the cream of the crop. That yeah. there's always going to be a cream of the crop, but you. But you're not going to have a 2020 Haas. 2021 Haas where it's zero points yeah. and it's just embarrassing. Yeah. And your car is flying off the track every time, yeah. and you're using yeah. used chassis. Yeah, you're not going to have that. Cool. What do you want to? You have anything to leave us off with? We'll see you guys in Australia. Australia's uh, in two weeks. Two weeks, March 31st, I believe. No, I think it's April. Yeah, it's that April weekend. 5th. It's well, it's March thirty one through to oh, April second. Oh, April second. Yes, yeah. it's second. Anyways, it, it you know I'm wearing my Mercedes hat. Are you? Are it's we gonna, gonna do a live here. episode for that? No, probably not. Because we're, going we're to both kind of. I, I get back on the thirty first. Yeah, but you're going to Jamaica on the first thing Monday on the third. Yeah, it's the second. I mean, we could potentially record on the Sunday night if if if, if that's what the uh, no I, what we're feeling. I, I, hang on, you no. might be leaving on the. Oh, I'm on, on on 31st. I'm, yeah, I'm so, gone. So, so yeah. hang on. But, but is the race on Saturday night, do I believe? Like early Sunday morning? That's when the race is, right? Yeah. Because I forgot from last year. But I believe it's sat, it's, it happens for us like Saturday at like 4 a.m. Right? No, something, Sunday 4 a.m. Something, sat, Saturday night. Something like that. Who, who's your… Uh, quickly, quickly. Who's your driver of the day? We got to do that before we sign out. For what? Uh, last week. Who's your driver of the, of the, of the weekend? <sighs> You know what? I got to give it to Max. I can't, bro. His car's too fast. I'm giving it to George. I think George had a great weekend. Cool. Max had such a good car, so I don't know. But anyways, we'll see you guys next week. Or we won't see you guys, but you guys will hear from us next week, bro. All right. Peace. Peace.